Hey everybody, this is Nubia. And I'm Francis. We are your dynamic duo of Chronicles Abroad. As always, our goal is to inspire you to travel with passion and purpose. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Nubia. And I'm Francis. Welcome back to Chronicles Abroad. Oh my gosh. You guys, Francis and I have been suffering trying to get our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Listen. for everybody who knows, Francis is now in Mexico. However, she's on the other side of the country. So she's on what? Central Standard Time? Yeah. And I am on the opposite side of the country going towards the east and I'm on Eastern Standard Time. So with us still trying to manage Chronicles Abroad, our personal businesses, our personal lives and everything and being in Mexico overall, little pieces just seem to not be, I don't know, how would you say it? It's just, it's just been hard to get everything up and running the way it used to. And I think a lot of that has to do, um, yes, we ha- we're building our own personal brands. Nubia has her coaching business and Black and Tulum is like taking off like nobody's business. And so we need assistance with the podcast. We can't do it all like we used to. Uh, and so we're in the process of, you know, sourcing and recruiting and finding uh, right uh, talent and right people and we've gone through a bunch of other folks and it just didn't pan out. <laughs> so if you see like us ramping and then next thing you know, things trail down, it's because, oh snap, we have to do another rehire. Yeah, or we we're have to go through the whole process. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's why we started the Patreon page uh, to get the support that we need so that we can continue to give you guys great content. But it's been, uh, it's, it's, and, now, and then I was sick for a little bit. So, and I was sick. So the thing about it, this whole episode is going to be about consistency is key, right? Because we are Chronicles Abroad. We always interview people who are living and thriving and living their best lives abroad. But there's always another side, right? Like the yin and the yang. There's always a darker side that doesn't necessarily get light shined on it, right? So it looks all pretty and beautiful. And people like, yeah, I just want to live abroad and, and be location independent. But this episode is going to be a little bit more about like the things that we encounter while we are abroad trying to build our brands and our businesses. And I think it's important for us to discuss those things. Yeah, you know, we're always all about transparency and we have no problem telling you guys what's up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's start with like number one. I think that people don't think too much about until they're already in that country. Why? Bye. Forget about it. <laughs> First time I <laughs> got here, 
the Wi-Fi was janky and we stayed at a spot for about like a week and we transitioned to a new spot and then I didn't have Wi-Fi for four days. Whoa. Yeah. And so we couldn't record at that point. Um, so in Mexico's Wi-Fi can be really spotty and you have to go through trial and error to find really good Wi-Fi with high speeds because I don't know, it's just <laughs> the Wi-Fi out here is just not that great. And that's something to consider when you're moving into a different country, which I mean, I knew Mexico's Wi-Fi wasn't the best, but bruh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's not to say that you can't find good Wi-Fi, right? You might just have to pay out of pocket for it. Yeah. However, after living in different countries, when we lived in Thailand, Thailand had great Wi-Fi. Yes, excellent Wi-Fi. And Wi-Fi. excellent customer service. Yeah, we've never had any issues with our Wi-Fi in Thailand. So we, we miss some of those perks, but you know, we make do with what we have. And especially with me, I'm moving around because I'm still kind of like looking for a spot to kind of land on for at least three months. Uh, and so bouncing around doesn't help with the process either. Uh, so 30 days here, 30 days there. <laughs> finding the right. And then you get to an Airbnb and you're like, okay, this isn't really what I want. And so, yeah. yeah. And that has been like our lives, right? Like even with, um, I must say my first time working online, <laughs> I was like, oh, you can work from anywhere. Cause remember I did the whole remote side hustle thing, right? Teaching people how to teach abroad and blah, blah, blah. And what I didn't take into consideration was when I was bouncing from country to country, that country's Wi-Fi, right? Because every country to me has Wi-Fi. And I was just like, as long as I can log in and long as I can do whatever. And I remember I went to Bali and it was during, it was during the winter like, season. Hello? Is Nubia there? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it was during like, and that's another thing, seasonal, right? It was during the winter season, which is kind of rainy season. So it would have this like downpour of rain every day for about like a good hour, but that downpour would cut electricity. <laughs> so there would be no power, which means no Wi-Fi. And I was like, oh snap. Like, you know what I'm a saying? A lot of classes then. <laughs> Girl, remember how many times I almost got fired from my work? <laughs> because I would miss work due to Wi-Fi issues. So that's number one is Wi-Fi, right? So it can make or break a whole situation. We like to record quality content, you know what I mean? And it's hard to do that when you have pausing and it's freezing and it's it's going in and out and this and the other. But at the same time, we got to get content out. So we're like, it's better to have it than to be perfect. So I will preface that to say, if you're going to go abroad, you know, be really mindful that if you are going to work online and you need a VPN, which is like a private network to say, you know, I'm in this country instead of the country that you're in or whatever to protect your, um, your, uh, say that again? Your access. I mean, to yeah. the protect your data. Websites. Yeah, and your data. Yeah. So. That uses up bandwidth, right? Being on Zoom uses up your bandwidth. All of those things. So you have to take that stuff into consideration when you are deciding to move abroad and where you are deciding to go. And on top of that, what you were saying is like bouncing around. We lose time. Lots of, yeah, lots of it. We think that, you know, oh, yeah, we'll just record or we'll just do something. But no, it takes time to prepare to get ready to leave. Then the travel time, then the time to unpack and actually 
you know, recoup <laughs> and revitalize. Like you have to take into consideration all of those things because they do take account for when you are traveling and trying to work from another country. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm in the midst of another move because our, I can't even say lease, but our time is up in this place. Contract or agreement. <laughs> um, we got one more day here. And so that's taking the time just to source places. Um, it's exhausting. I wish I could just have somebody do it for me. Uh, you know, sourcing places, sourcing locations, having that conversation. Are you sure it has, you have good Wi-Fi? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, for two people who work from home, streaming video calls all day, are you sure? Mm -hmm. And you just gotta, you don't know until you get there. And so when you're in another country, they're good for going, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. It's good. Of like, course, yeah. No, you just want my USD. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so that's, I mean, literally, that's something that even as well travelers, we still run into those things so wi-fi you guys wi-fi is a thing and it affects it, it totally affects your consistency mm -hmm. because in order to build a successful and viable brand you have to be consistent in your marketing in your sales and the way that you deliver the messaging and unfortunately sometimes bouncing around does not allow for you to be consistent it's not conducive it's yeah. not conducive for consistency. Number two, outsourcing. Child, how many times have we tried to outsource? Well, no, 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 no. And do fairness. Let's let's be fair though, Francis. And let's be clear. When we started Chronicles Abroad, we didn't realize the amount of time, money, and energy that would be put into creating a podcast, right? We just thought record and that's it. But when you really want to create quality content, there's things we had to buy equipment like microphones that were, you know, of HD quality. We had to buy, you know, software to and, and a hosting site and blah, 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 you know, just a, an array of things that we didn't necessarily take into account. Then Francis started doing editing, right? Okay, great. She created a somewhat side hustle. Editing. A little side hustle. I can't do it anymore. I've been getting so many hits. I stopped because I was like, I don't have the time to edit your podcast, the two podcasts I have now. And like, I would get two or three clients at a time. So I just, I just, it's a good little side hustle money, but it just now. I was going to say, but let's plug it though. If you're good with editing, it's a good little hustle because as many of people like us, that are looking for editors. So <laughs> let's just be clear. So outsourcing wasn't necessarily a thing for us at the time that we started because that just meant more money being dished out. And Francis was good with Nubia, we could just hire. And I was just like, absolutely not. Like I'm, I'm paying a salary into something when I'm not getting any money back. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. We thank you for your support. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Now back to the show. To be honest with you, we're three years into Chronicles and we, do, we don't make money doing this. This is not something that we have, you know, put in a lot of work to, to get sponsors or get these things. But now that we're three years in, we feel like we've gained the social proof and we've reached enough 
countries and we've had enough downloads that we're, we're prepared now to say, this is why you should work with Chronicles Abroad. And maybe at the time when we, you know, we didn't need all that, but that's what, what, what made it, what would have made us feel comfortable, right? So outsourcing. Now we're at the time where it was just like, bump this. Francis is like, I'm no longer wanting to edit. I'm like, I'm not a social media marketer. I don't want to post. <laughs> so trying to find the right team is imperative. It's hard to find the right team because often people have really good intentions. So we started off with like bartering. We did volunteering. We did interning. We did all of these things. We even paid for it. But sometimes people just trail off. So then we have to figure out, okay, well, how do we manage the onboarding process? You know, what does that look like? Um, you know, how do you hire the right folks? And it's all have been trial and error for us. And each time, like I said, when you see us, like we, you know, we're spitting out those episodes, the, the social media posts are out. That's because we have a little bit of help. And then you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. And so now we're back to having to do things ourselves again, but we're at a point where we, we really just don't have the capacity to do those technical things anymore. Yeah, so that's something to take into consideration when you are becoming an entrepreneur, right? Is having the right team. Like you mentioned, Francis, the Black and Saloon group, right? That group is growing tremendously. And it's just, it's a community. You know what I mean? It's not, it's a business, but it's also a community. So with that, I have volunteers that moderate. I have, you know, people who volunteer to help in any way that they can. But when you're a business owner or when you're an entrepreneur really needing to, like you're a startup, you really need somebody who's going to ride and rock with you. Not just, you know, it's nice to have projects um, taken care of, but to build a team has been the hardest thing ever because it's not about personalities it's just about the quality of work and what somebody is willing to do to go above and beyond to make sure that your vision gets executed and that's the hardest part because it's not their vision it's your vision and you need people in your in your circle who's going to definitely help you get to that point and so yeah we are today yeah and not everyone sees your vision the way that you do and not everyone's committed to your dream the way that you are. And so filtering through that process is challenging. And Most definitely. Yeah. And even just, you know, working with um, Black Girl Ventures as a nonprofit, us just getting together in synergy and team wise has also been a challenge. You know what I mean? Um, so mm -hmm. it's like finding, uh, I think personalities do matter a little bit, you know, finding personality plus work ethic plus dedication plus commitment has been finding the person who also is like passionate about what they do. This isn't just like a lot of people claim they have agencies and they do these things, but sometimes they just do it because they see it. It's a monetary opportunity and it's not really something that they're really passionate about. So finding all those elements in one uh, person or one group or one team has been very challenging for us. And we hope to get it right at some point because we, we need will. Yeah. So, uh, cause we, you know, we love Chronicles Abroad. We love you guys and we're committed to that process, but you're going to find like, you know, we're going to have to take some time to figure out this process for ourselves so that we can give you guys the consistency that you guys deserve. Yeah. I mean, we're just sharing our story, right? Because, you know, I know my network of individuals and 
also with Francis um, Network, we're all entrepreneurs, majority women entrepreneurs, and we assist one another in as many ways as we can, especially with resources and, you know, connections and things like that. Um, and the thing about it is when people think about moving abroad or, oh my God, can I do it? The one thing I hear a lot is, you know, how would I find community? You don't have to find it. It finds you in a lot of ways, you know? And also connecting and working with people is a great way to come into another network. Does that make sense? So we're always looking for people who are passionate and take initiative and want to be a part of something that they see is going to be greater than what it is at that moment because they know with their assistance it's going to go much higher and that just brings more opportunities so we talked about wi-fi right we're talking about outsourcing so number three what do you think number three would be francis what do you think i, know, I feel like this is a trap guys <laughs> it's not a trap it's not a trap i'm just curious um I mean, number three could all could be, you know, co-founders synergy. Number three could also be um, what you call it. It could be managing on personal businesses. Hmm. You know what I mean, um, what is number three? I was thinking execution, putting your money where your mouth is, right? <laughs> like literally, because Francis and I can sit. Remember, we used to sit for hours and brainstorm these wonderful, dope-ass ideas. I mean, ideation is not a problem, right? It's just about the execution of it all. Yeah. That's where we go. We, it's like it's like we go on a jet and we're all the way up, and then all of a sudden it comes down. And we get off the Zoom call, and then and then life happens. And then life happens. happens. It's execution, yeah. right? So execution is imperative and it's weird because you know we're both detail-oriented individuals but executing something has been very difficult because as we know we need to outsource in order to execute however I think that for two people that teach like you know you create your own reality and it looks a certain way and sometimes we got to take our own advice right it doesn't have to look a certain way Francis and I meet once a week on Sundays and we typically meet for a couple of hours like a two to three hour meeting and during that two or three hours we can talk all day long and then by the time the three hours are done we didn't execute the damn thing and we're like whoa you know? <laughs> so my thing is you know, really being able to execute your vision is important. And the only way you can do so is to implement guidelines or to implement kind of like the, is there's no better time than the present. Would you agree? I would agree. And I think we have those guidelines, but I think, again, uh, what's getting in the way of execution is we just need help. <laughs> we need Yeah, help. I'm not saying, I'm, yeah. But I'm just talking about in the sense of when people say they want to do, they want to do, they want to do, you know, one thing that I get really kind of nerved about is like, so why aren't you doing it? Yeah. What's, what, like, what's the, what's the excuse? Like, what's the reasoning? And then when, when you ask that question, they get kind of like, ugh, like they feel attacked, like, or it's like, well, um, because of da 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 da, and you're like, okay, well, what what's the solution, mm -hmm. right? Is sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we want to do, and we get we create this narrative on why we can't create it, right? So our narrative right now is that we need help. That's our narrative, right? Yeah. 
but it does it shouldn't stop us nor will it will nor will it stop us from continuing to push out content it just stops us from being as i would say as great as we are and can be you get what i'm saying so my point is that it doesn't have to be perfect it it has to be done so we need to execute the same way we're telling you, like execute, you know, execute. Don't give yourself excuses as to why you can't complete something or why you can't do something. I think that also has a lot to do. And I feel like what's been off for me in the last couple of weeks is my routine because of just like transitioning here and also me being, um, you know, high school counselor. And like my routine has totally shifted and so now I have to like get back to my old routine because when you have a routine, a morning routine, it really helps to set the tone for the rest of the day. And it really keeps you on task to get those things done so that you can execute. So for me, my routine has been totally blown. Mm. I don't have a routine. I had one point at one point in my life a routine and everything was going well um I'm a I'm an early riser so I'm a firm believer of getting things done early but some people feel like they're they're night owls they're more creative at night you know I will say and it's not about pointing fingers but technology is not necessarily or has not been my friend I've wasted hours scrolling and double tapping and responding (laughs) versus that could be time that I can get certain things done I think when I was going through, I know when I was going through my coaching program with Claire Soares, it was amazing because Claire had taught me how to subtract. You know, she's like, Nubia, you know, what's, when's your day off? You have to set boundaries. You know, are you, why are you doing, why are you doing the social media and scrolling? Is that making you money? Is that, you know, so you had to start looking at what you're doing. Real talk. I had to start looking at my day and saying, okay. So then I started putting in place days to do certain things. And if it's not that day, I'm not doing it. And that was the boundary that I had to set for myself. I see clients on, you know, two days a week. I see, I take, you know, calls only one day a week. I take video, you know, those kind of things. Because if you don't, I remember feeling completely overwhelmed and just beat down. Do you remember? I was just like, you get burnt out really quickly. And that burnout turns into resentment. And that's something I also implemented too with my days, like seeing, doing certain things for certain days. My thing is I get easily distracted. So I'll start on something and then I'll hear a beep or I'll get a thought and I'll go quickly Google it. And then an hour later, I'm like, damn, okay, wait, I got to go back. You went down a rabbit hole. What I've been using, though, which is helpful for me, which was a suggestion from Shonda Lambert, who's also a career coach and brand branding marketist for BGV, Pomodoro Method. That's ah, the sprints. So much. I put that timer on, nothing. I can't, you can't, and you can hear the timer goes tick, 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 tick. So it's like, it's kind of like tricking your brain. Like, okay, I got 25 minutes. I cannot do multiple things in 25 minutes. What is the one thing that I can do in this 25 minute span? And that has helped me to execute a lot more. And for me, be more consistent with the Pomodoro method. Really, I see a big difference when I do it and when I don't do it. Okay, so is it Pomodoro or Pomodoro? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> I just say Pomodoro method. I'm gonna stick to it. <laughs> and as my phone rings in the background, hold on. <laughs> But yeah, so try that. If you find yourself getting really easily distracted, 
just hop on the Pomodoro method. You don't even actually need the app. You can actually just literally put your phone on for 25 minutes and make sure that you don't get distracted by anything else. That's what you do for 25 minutes. And they do like 25 minutes, five minute break, 25 minutes, and you do four. Once you do four Pomodoro methods, you take an hour break. It works. I mean, I've done it. I've done it in co-working sessions. Like there'll be like three or four of us and we sit down and we talk about what do we have to currently work on. And then, you know, um, that's another thing is having little small masterminds with, you know, like-minded, you know, professionals is sitting down with one another and saying, okay, what is it that you have to get done? It's usually 45 minutes that we do or something like that. And then, huh? Did you say something? My connection was, my internet connection was. It goes back to the Wi-Fi, y'all. <laughs> so um, we do it for a longer little period because it's four of us. And then at the end of that session, we go, okay, did you bang it out? You know what I'm saying? And if somebody gets done earlier, we can ask somebody else if they need assistance with anything. You know what I find that's been helpful for me too? Uh, and I love that and I miss that actually having a small group co-working thing. But I realized I love working from home, but I don't like working at home. Yeah. Just being able to just get up and going to the co-working spot and locking myself into a little room and just working at a co-working spot. I do not do well working from home. I'll tell you that right now. I'm, yeah. totally, I'm getting up. I'm going to look at, I'm going to the balcony. I'm going uh, to the kitchen. I'm going to the kitchen, getting a snack. Uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV or Netflix or anything, but like I get too distracted at home. I move slower at home. Yeah, having a, okay, maybe that would be number four. Having a workspace, a dedicated workspace is extremely important when you work abroad. People see, no lie, okay, so this is one of my pet peeves, right? I live at the beach. I literally live a block from the beach, right? People think that I work like sitting in the sand, sipping a Mai Tai. First of all, you cannot and should not have your computers anywhere near the ocean water because it jacks up your equipment. So please don't listen, don't look at, don't pay attention to these people who are like, you could be working from here. I was one of them. That was the heat, right? <laughs> the, the heat jacked up your, your life. Girl, the, humid, the heat, the humidity and the sea, you know, the seawater, even though you're not directly in the water, that, that humidity in the air is wet. And it, when I say it corrodes your computer, remember, jacked up problem it was because of that I was working from beach clubs and I realized very quickly that I was killing my electronics a lot faster than what I needed to so with that said I realized beach clubs was not a place for me to work I needed a dedicated workspace so even when I looked for places to live I was like okay can I set up shop here you have to think to yourself is this a place where I could set up an office? Is this a place where I can actually have my laptop and work? Remember when we were in Thailand, I worked in that little cubby area. And then it, it, was, stairs, it was a cubby a little, area uh, <laughs> under gremlin, our stairwell. A gremlin under the stairs. But, but it worked. Actually, but it worked. We created a little kind of like office. And then there were times, remember in your, in your room, you had that little vanity mirror you used as your, you have to find dedicated workspace in your space. That's going to be a place that you can work from. Cause if you try to sit in bed no. and work on the computer on your lap or Don't go in the kitchen, it's just so distracting. That's one thing I did learn. Um, even when I was living in the States, I had to, living at my cousin's house, I had a little corner by the window. I call it my corner office because I had a little window. <laughs> but like, even now looking at spots, we're looking at Airbnbs. I'm like, we can't 
we can't rent here because there's no, it's not spacious enough. We need like opposite ends. Like right now I'm in the second bedroom, which is my office and that's where I work, you know? So yeah, you have to have that delineation. Um, working from home sounds sexy sometimes. And for some people, they don't like to work from home. They prefer to just get up and go to office. It sounds sexy, but I'm telling you, if you do not have some specifics ironed out, you, everything's just going to like, you're going to be like, what did I work on today? Yeah. So maybe looking for a co-working spot, maybe that you can get a monthly membership is important. Um, yeah. So I think that would be number four is finding a dedicated workspace. And I think the last one, I think we can just wrap it up, right? With number five. I think that number five, you mentioned, Francis, is when you are working with um, someone, yeah, partnerships or you know collaborations and things like that for your business is it's important to have positive, strong collabs and and connections and partnerships with folks, right? Um, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you guys are well aligned. Yeah, and you have to make sure that you can't just get up and go do stuff, right? You have to talk to your partner about things. So sometimes that may create delays. But it's better to do that than someone saying, wait a minute, like they get caught off guard, you know, so that mindfulness takes time. Uh, but, you know, I, I believe like working solo, you can go a lot faster if you're working with somebody or if you're partner with somebody. Um, yeah, so I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer of collabs. I love collabing with people. Yeah. I just, I just do. I, I feel like two minds are better than one, but it definitely is a situation. And you guys remember when we did the spilling the tea episode and Francis and I discussed how we almost called it like quits, right? Because it wasn't like we were clashing. It was just, we had to figure out how to communicate with one another more effectively. Same thing happened with my Blacksit team, you know, um, me and Faye Tillery, she is amazing. She's over in Kenya. And Faye was like, Nubia, you know, we had a we had a, a, a meeting. She's going to kill me. But anyway, we had a meeting one day and she brought something to the table. And when she brought it to the table, it was already done. And I was just like, are we not partners in this or what? And she's like, what do you mean? Da, da, da. And I was just like, dude, you did the whole thing without even asking or, you know, um, telling me or, you know, seeing if I had any input. And by the end of it, we had like a little moment. And then when we had our next meeting, she was like, you know what, you're right. I didn't once ask you. And I did. she had to process it, you know, in order to realize that she was doing it as a solo person, thinking that she was, you know, doing something good. But when you're in a partnership or a collab, you actually have to collab. Yeah, it's a relationship. <laughs> it's, it's a relationship. But it's also important for you to, and this is what I'm learning now. It's like, I love collaborations, but I'm also being very intentional, not jumping on every collaboration. Because what happens is, especially when you don't know people and you're just getting to know people, you get into these partnerships and then you realize you really have very different work ethics. So there's a lot of conversations that need to happen up front. Like how do you work? How do you process information? What are some of your values? You know, what's important to you? What isn't important to you? You know, how do you see the details? All that stuff. Because if you just jump right in, you get into something and then you realize, oh man, this is like blowing up. This is not going to work because you're just so different in every way possible, right? Mm -hmm. Differences are beautiful. You should be different, right? Mm -hmm. But not to the point where you can't actually collaborate. 
You know what I mean? So whatever collaborations that you do decide to go on, remember it is a relationship. So if you're dating someone, what questions would you ask? You know? That's a good way to put it. What kind of mood would you put together? What, What would the environment, what does it look like? What does it feel like? So just keep that in mind. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, with that said, and I think that's great advice, you know, if there is someone that you would like to collaborate with, be very intentional of being on their radar. Because if you recall correctly, I'm implying for one reason and one reason only. Remember when we were in Guatemala, I was going to stay in Guatemala, but I came to Playa to have a, a business meeting with someone that I wanted to work with. And I was very intentional about that. And I ended up in do and still work with them. So my point is that also, if there is a partnership or a collab that you really in your mind and heart feel passionate about and you want to, you know, seek that, be intentional to put yourself on that radar because it's important to ask and to be to be put out there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, we're wrapping it up and everything else. We're just telling you what's up with us as usual. Uh, so we're going to take a tiny, really small break. We're in the process of interviewing some podcast managers and getting a marketing intern to help us with all the stuff. And we shall be back. Do we have a date? Well, let's also put out a call of action because, you know, we love our listeners and our listeners love us. And if you have a skill set or some time, because a lot of people have been furloughed, a lot of people don't have, um, you know, a full time going on right now, or you might have a skill set that you think could really benefit Chronicles Abroad, we would love to hear from you. And you can reach us at info at chroniclesabroad.com and just shoot us an email and say, hey, Nubia and Francis, my name is blah, and this is my skill set. And I would love to assist in this way. We would love to hear from you. And definitely check out our Patreon. Uh, We have some goodies coming up from that. And we're actually going to publicly announce it finally, because we have (laughs) it all ready to go. Uh, And so we're planning content for that as well. And so taking this time, away for a little bit will allow us to do that so that we can you know we've done nothing but take time in 2020 (laughs) (laughs) true that true that (laughs) but that just means we're we're setting ourselves up for greatness for 2021 i promise love on us we're we're around we're gonna be here (laughs) we'll be okay we'll be okay all right y'all to next time peace Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.